Washington 30, Giants 29. Welcome to Talking Giants. I'm presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. And man, this is this might be the most painful episode we've ever done. Like last year, Thursday Night Football versus the Eagles was tough. It was tough, but man, that one was later in the season. And it's there's so much to hit on. There's so there's so many things. And it's frustrating because Daniel Jones played a, you know, a, a great game. Um, but it's just, I, I feel let down, dude. I feel let down after all that went into this offseason for the New York Giants. After what we were told was, was going to be good and, and be disciplined and we bought in. And it just feels like it's all deflating. You know, it's it's it feels like week two. It's where, you know, four, five days into the season and it feels like it's over. You know, and, and that's what it feels like recording this at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, what's most disappointing about all of this, all of this, is that we were most confident in the things that are failing right now. Fa- failing. We were most confident in this team being well coached. We were most confident in this team being disciplined. We were most confident in the team doing the little things right. And that starts at the top with Joe Judge. And, well, and that, the defense. Uh, well, and, and the defense. And this is a poorly coached team that has a lot of money going into players that are not doing enough. It is bad on it is bad red flag in all and all facets and all assets of things. Poorly coached team that looks confused, that looks lost, that doesn't understand situational awareness. That's the team. And the coaches certainly look also look lost as well with their situational awareness. Um it, it bad. Bad. Couldn't get any worse. Yeah. Well we got a lot to, we got we got some stuff to get to, so let me get this out of the way. Week one may be over, and week two has started and broken my heart. But the season's just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off week two, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet $1 in any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any week two game, uh, any week two game <clears throat> to receive $200 in free bets instantly. If if Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Download the the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code JOHNBOY this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling pod, call 100 Gambler or in Indiana, 1-800-9 with it. All right, so where do we start? Because usually on game recaps, it's very much like, all right, we're going to we talk about the offense first, and then we talk about the defense. But in this game, I just feel like we have to just talk about the game, you know, and, and not, not not so much analyzing, but just kind of like trying to figure out what's wrong and because and, there's – some stuff is broken. And I I do want to start with football though, you know, and and maybe less about like you know penalties and and just but just can we start about do you want to start with the defense or penalties? Because the penalties feels kind of like gimmicky sports radio talk, even though it's real. And the defense, we can point to stuff. Yeah, I I feel like everybody wants us to start talking about the defense, so let's 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 do that. Well, I mean Tyler Taylor Heineke 
carved up this Giants defense. And this defense was supposed to be good. You know, they were the ninth-ranked defense last year, and they were supposed to be good. And not, you know, get better as the season went along like they did last year. Like, last year, the day got better as, as the season went. But this year, they were supposed to be just flat-out good. They Teddy Bridgewater. To- Teddy Bridgewater and Taylor Heineke. Heineke went 34-46, 336 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Um, and, you know, when they handed the ball to their running back, 17 carries for 79 yards, four and over four and a half yards per pop out of their running back. So they were able to, you know, run the ball when they wanted to. And And here's what I'll say about the defense, Justin, is that, Besides the James Bradbury interception, and that James Bradbury interception came after probably his worst game as a Giant, where he allowed 11 catches, 107 yards, and one touchdown. And he is the most important player on this defense. The most important player on this defense is James Bradbury. And and we ex- we expect greatness now out of him. You know, we expect other players, players to be good, and but James Bradbury, we kind of expect greatness every single week. He gave up 11 catches, 107 yards, and a touchdown to Terry McLaurin. But he did have that interception. So, you know, it's, it was a bad game, but he did have that interception. But other than that, Aziz Ojolari, the rookie, who was not even officially a starter, one sack and one tackle for a loss. That was it. There was not a single sack. There was not a single tackle for a loss after that. I mean, this is a team with some high-priced playmakers on this defense. They got Blake Martinez. He's supposed to be a playmaker. He didn't make any plays tonight. Logan Ryan, did he make any plays tonight? No. Did Jabril Peppers make any plays tonight? Even though I'm a little frustrated that he's getting his playing time taken away. And I guarantee if it's frustrating me, it's frustrating him. Did he make any plays tonight? No. Did Leonard Williams make any plays tonight? No. Did Dexter Lawrence make any plays? No. He had a, a really bad penalty at the end of the game, if you don't remember it. Dexter Lawrence had one tackle. Adore Jackson. I mean, he got Moss for a touchdown in the corner of the end zone. Xavier McKinney. Year two. Got drafted high in the second round. Did he do anything tonight? You know? No. So if, if we had lost by Darnay Holmes giving up catches in the slot, or, you know, or we blitz and guys didn't get home, it's a little bit more understandable because it's like, well, that's what the personnel is. They don't have guys on the edge right now. But none of the playmakers made plays, and that comes back to Patrick Graham. You know, it's hard to evaluate exactly what went wrong uh, on TV. You know, I think people will point to, well, soft zone, soft zone. But it's, they got it. It's, it I'm not even going to try and figure out what exactly went wrong, like Patrick Graham scheme wise from watching TV, but it went wrong. And yeah. they're like, it's, it was supposed to be good. So it's start, like you said at the beginning, it starts at the top and it goes down to, to the bottom through the players. These yeah. guys need to make plays and they need to be put in positions to make plays. Yeah. You know, uh, there, there are times where you feel like, they're close to making a pass deflection, and though those are pass deflections you thought that they would make last year, but instead they go for 15-yard gains. And then there are times where guys are just wide open. You allow stuff underneath where last year they would come up and they would make the tackle. They would prevent the yards after the catch, and it would be limited. Well, this year the yards after the catch is, is more – it's happening more. You know, It's going for five-plus five or more yards, and they're, you know the intermediate part of the game is available to other teams. So um, – you you listen it you listen it all those guys and I look at Lorenzo Carter I look at all these guys that are rushing the passer that nobody nobody has a move nobody has a move that they can go to that allows them to get free and they talked about it on you know, I think Bob Papa Carl Banks they were talking about where if Patrick Graham wants to bring a blitz <laughs> you got to do it sparingly you got to do it sparingly because if you don't win then you get burned on the back end 
And that's why coverage is so important, but it, it they're bad. They're bad. And I, and I hate that I'm at a loss for words right now, but it's just bad all around. You know, Graham is clearly doing something different than what he did last year. And clearly, the upgraded players and year two in the system, they should be astronomically better. The edge room is should be 10 times better. O'Shane Zimenez hasn't made a single pass rushing move besides playing Not second string, second string, second string, third string starters in the preseason. Hasn't made a single move to get back there. And he's played more snaps than he deservedly should, in my opinion. He was he was out there on a lot of rushing snaps. I'm not going to remember if he got blown up on a specific play, but it's bad. They're bad. Carter hasn't made a play. Aziz is the only guy. Like, he had a sack to start the game, yep. which was huge on third down. And then I don't, I don't know where the tackle for a loss came in. It probably was kind of just a, a nothing play. But, yeah, man, and, and I think, and it's hard to tell from TV, and I know this episode we don't want to get too nerdy, but it seems like Patrick Graham is trying to do what Brandon Staley did with the the Rams last year, and they're trying to do too high stuff. And they're they're disguising coverages, but they're kind of getting to everything as base as a too high cover two, cover four look. Where last year it was cover three. So like, I don't. It's it's hard to say from TV, but it's just like I, I'm frustrated with what's happening yeah. with the defense. You know, like yeah. last week I gave them a pass because it's like you know what they've they've earned our our. Um, They've earned a little bit of slack. It was week one. And, and and again, you know, this defense has good players, you know? So, like, it should not be for the rest of the year like this, you know? Like, it should change and get better, you know? And, and you know, I, I know it's it's always very reactionary, but it's like, I don't hate Patrick Graham. I don't like what I've seen these first two weeks, but I don't hate Patrick Graham. And I'm not, like, you know, calling, you know, being like, oh, we, you know, uh, all those things we said about him were wrong. No. What he did last year doesn't, I'm not discrediting him for that. But right now, whatsoever they're doing, it's not working. And yeah. their playmakers are not making plays. But, you know, Bradbury Bradbury has a very high bar. And he's not even coming close to meeting it right now. You know? No. He's not even like... It'd be one thing if it's like, oh, man, Bradbury's not like dominating the way he was last year. But right now, he's he's just losing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They're, guys aren't making plays on the football. I mean, that, that, was, the, that was the common theme last year. Um, you know, Dory Jackson had two pass deflections today. They're they're just not they're not making plays on the football at the same rate they were. They're getting there late. They're reacting late, and it's because it's a scheme all this that I, I I don't know. They're they're getting there late. They're allowing completions and they're not getting home. So it's a bad formula. Taylor Heineke, Teddy Bridgewater, and the crazy thing is is that Matt Ryan is the best quarterback that we've played all you know yet this season, and he's bad. He's going to be the best quarterback that we're going to play so far this season. Week three, next week, and he's. Bad now. He can't throw the ball down the field. <sighs> yeah, it's frustrating, you know. And and Heineke's like a fun player, you know. But it's like he throws he's, a very soft ball. He throws <laughs> guys high, you know. And um, you know the the Adore touchdown. I mean, that was a beautiful throw. I give Heineke all the credit on that he's, one. But he's it, he's got guts. He's got guts. It's just it's it? no no one made plays, man. Nope. And um. Where do you let's let's talk? Okay, let's transition that because we're talking about Patrick Graham and the defense, and I feel like that's a natural transition to Joe Judge. Stuff's gonna start turning, man. It just is, you know. No, it already has. Think it it the, has. Well, <laughs> and, and, and it will happen from within, man. It happens quick. You think it won't, but it happens quick. You know, we we say a lot of things, and then it, when stuff starts happening in the season, they have to turn this around. I mean, look at this: a false start, then a sack. It would have been a forty-four yard field goal. 
bunting. That's minus three points. Now, here's here's what I, I will not overreact, though. is like C.J. Board didn't hold on that Daniel Jones touchdown. Right. You know? So, it's like, can I be like, Joe Judge, discipline? Like, C.J. Board didn't hold on that penalty. The Slayton drop... That's not being undisciplined. That's just having a drop. But that's that's minus four points. The D, the holding penalty, that's minus four points. And then Dexter Lawrence jumping off sides, that's minus three points. So I'm not joining the, like, oh, he he, ta- he taught undisciplined, you know, like he talks about dis- undisciplined. Like the Dexter Lawrence, like that's the, like I, ca- I can't blame Joe Judge for Dexter Lawrence jumping at that snap, you know. Like, I, I'm sorry, I, I just can't. I know we want to, and it, it seems like the easy target right now, but I'm not doing that. I blame him for a very conservative mindset for this team. That's what I will say. On defense and offense. And that's my issue with Graham. Is like That last drive, it was like, come on, man. I know you're trying to stop them from getting down the field, and you don't want to get burnt the way you did versus Philly last year and, and the, and the Dallas game last year. But it's like, man, they're just moving it easily underneath. It's like I can make make these passes underneath. So that's with with that, I think that's the judge mindset. And offensively, we'll talk about it how they ended the game. I think that's a judge mindset. Like I'm not putting that last uh, three plays on on Jason Garrett. I'm putting that on Joe Judge. Yeah, Kim, can I can I play that soundbite right now? Go for it. All right, I got it. Yeah, that had nothing to do with not trusting Daniel. It was also trusting our run game as well and trusting the offensive line up front to you know, open some seams and get it moving. Um, we talk all the time about the strategy of what to do in that situation. That's obviously one of the things that you know you go back and forth on. I think ultimately it's you know you want to control it as much as you can, ensure the points you have, not put yourself in position for a negative play. Um, you know, Obviously on third down, we threw that ball right there. There was a lot of trust in our offense right there to go ahead and do it. It would have been easy to you know go out there and run the ball one more time. And that's not saying that's the right or wrong move. A lot of teams do that, have a lot of success. We've done that before and have plenty of success. So, you know, we felt that time that was the best thing for us. Um, we had confidence in our run game, confidence in our offensive line, confidence in the quarterback when we called his number on third down. So, you know, in terms of how we do it, like we finished that situation there. We had to turn around and play the next situation coming up. Bobby, the Giants on first and 10 today had eight rushes. Um, they had one total yard. They didn't average one yard per rushing attempt on first and 10. They had a total of one yard. They felt confident in their running game there. Un- rushing under center, which they didn't do a lot throughout the majority of the game. They actually had somewhat of an effectiveness running out of the shotgun with the with the option of Daniel Jones and then Saquon Barkley. And when you run out of the shotgun, there's less likely for guys to be in the box. But on first and 10, they had eight rushing attempts for one yard. And your quarterback had one of the best games. Mm-hmm. Of his career. Uh, I would say maybe the third or the fourth best game of his entire career. And you run the ball twice. Under center. It's playing to not lose and not playing to win. Like which they were was not- that, which I'm, I'm sorry. That was something that I preached last year and I got criticized at times. You know, even there were some situations this game where I was actually fine with the fourth down decision making this game because the Giants were actually moving the ball and I was confident in their ability to put the ball in the end zone the next time that they got the ball. So I was fine with, you know, kicking field goals, you know, there was a fourth and two you know, in the you know, in the ends in the red zone and they kicked the field goal where if there's one where it's debatable, it's like, yeah, you got to go for that maybe, especially when the offense was actually moving the ball and you felt good. Maybe you spread it out and Daniel Jones puts the ball in the end zone. But I preached about it last year, and I, and I felt I was criticized for it. 
Um, Joe Judge doesn't trust this. Joe Judge doesn't trust that. What's the excuse now? There is no excuse. That's unacceptable. That lost you the game. Lost you the game. I and, understand. You know, Dexter Lawrence too, and you can have the whole pile list and the defense not being good. Yes, but that single-handedly right there where the one strength that you had this game was your quarterback. Really, that was that was the strength of this football game. And in the most critical part of the game, the most critical part of the game, you chose not to use your quarterback and you chose to do something where you had eight rushing attempts on first down and one yard total, not well, they're per attempt. they're expecting to run here too. And they're expecting to run here too. Yes. And, and think about, and not just like that, think about the situation. Bradbury has that interception. Washington had all three timeouts and the two-minute warning. The clock was going to stop. Okay, if you didn't get the first down, they were going to have two minutes left there. And they would have only needed a field goal. They didn't. It's not like they needed a touchdown. So if you want to cost, have a team that wants to burn timeouts, I can understand if the opposing team needs a touchdown. But the fact that they need a field goal and they're going to have two minutes to go, even yes, with no exactly. timeouts left. I mean, they're, 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 Washington was taking a piss and working their way up to midfield this game. Yes, and, and they had done it all game too, you know? So it's not like they held them strong on defense all game. And then it's like, wow, they really moved the ball well. It's like, no, they moved the ball well all night. And and like you said, if they were up by four points and the field goal puts them up by seven, I'm okay with that approach. But you weren't. You were down. You were down two points. And like you said, all they needed was a field goal. It was coaching scare. It was coaching scare to go run, run, pass. And then you have an incompletion. And it ends up, you know, um, you know, Shep, who balled out, drops the ball on third down, which would have been short of the sticks anyways. And, and the clock stops, and you give them um, over two minutes, a timeout, and the two-minute warning now. Yeah. Like, they yeah, don't have to burn their third timeout. You know, and maybe if you didn't put your quarterback in a third and seventh situation, you know, maybe you can make it a little bit of an easier throw on a third and short. Or if you threw yeah, it on well, second Yeah, well, they blitz. Down. And it's third and seven. It's like, well, you don't want them to make a mistake. Like, you know, like, that's going through. It's like, I can't be too ballsy on this third down. You know, it's like, I need to get the ball out quick, and I can't be too ballsy, you know? Yeah. He, he threw it to the right guy, and, and Shep just dropped it, you know? And it would, yeah. have been, it would have been short by a yard anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered. You know, and he had to get and the it, ball out quick because they blitzed. And it just goes back to the critique that I also had last week, too. There, There is a lack of awareness on this coaching staff as to what works and what does not work. Complete and utter refusal to acknowledge that Daniel Jones is a very good deep ball thrower. It, it, Bobby, I'm pretty sure it took him um, over over a quarter and a half for Daniel Jones to actually throw the ball more than 15 air yards. You know, there is just a there's there's a there's blinders for whatever reason, and I don't know. I, I I'm sick and tired of hearing that. Oh, it is Daniel Jones. They don't believe in him. How much does he need to show you that he can do it in certain situations? I'm not saying he's perfect. It's not Mahomes, it's not Aaron Rodgers, it's not Justin Herbert, it's not all these guys, not Russell Wilson. But how much does he t- lack of he awareness? Out tonight. He balled out tonight, and they should have put the game in his hands. And they didn't. You know, he went 22 of 32, had 249 yards, a touchdown. Should have been two passing touchdowns. You know, Darius Slayton has a drop in the end zone. Um, so it should have been a 300-yard game with two touchdowns. He had nine carries for 95 yards and a touchdown. Should have been another. It should have been a 100-plus yard rushing game with two touchdowns. He balled out. You know, and it wasn't just like simple stuff. Like he was hanging there in the pocket. And I will say, and 
I decided we'll wait to the end to talk about Nick Gates. Let's get the football stuff out, and then we could finish off talking about Nick because I feel so bad for him. But the O-line, for the most part, they weren't perfect. Gave him time to move. And Jones yeah. looks better moving in the pocket, too. Like, he was hanging in there and getting some tight throws in there. And Shep was, like, like Shep is pissed off they drafted a slot wide receiver, you know, which we can even talk about that if we want to. And and, and he balled out. And, and, you know, it's from from the TV, like, it looked like Garrett. Like, they weren't running stick a ton. You know, and, and the one time they did run stick, you know, it was that play where Shep was wide open in the flats on that third down, you know, and everyone was like, why didn't Jones throw there? That was stick, and I hate stick, but Rudolph screwed that up. Rudolph should have ran as stick as, as you either hook curl versus zone, you, you find the hole and you turn around, or you're running out versus man, and he just turns around. You know, so Daniel Jones is totally expecting him to, you know, run that out, be open versus man coverage, and he just turns around into a defender. Like, Kyle Rudolph is the worst signing of this offseason, by the way. Like, yeah. I don't feel like that's overreactionary. He's bad. He's slow. He's unathletic. I don't see him adding much as a blocker. Caden Smith, honestly, is disrespect. Like, they should have went stayed with Caden Smith. They should have just went with Caden Smith yeah. and, and, and done Ingram Caden Smith. You know, it didn't make sense at the time. We were like... It, we're we, what our our talking points like. It makes sense if they trade Ingram, but like having Ingram and and Rudolph, and and he just looks really bad. You know, yeah. like if when you watch him play last year, he looks like he's taking a step down, and I'm sure the foot injury had something to do with that. Um, but anyways, that's my rant getting off on the stick. But it's like I, there was there were some things. You know, there's always game like. And here's what I'll say. And here's what I'll say in defense of Jason Garrett. Because I've been railing against Jason Garrett. And I agree with everything I've said the previous days. Like, I do. Like, I don't think Jason Garrett will ever be an advantage, uh, uh, an advantage as an offensive coordinator. But nitpicking this game would be just playing the results that we lost. No, you things, can't. You there's can't things I There's game. things I disagree with in this game. Where, like, I didn't like this. You know, they lined up in, like, wing T on one play. And they had a, dr- a second and 15 draw. So, there's things you could point at. But you can point at, at those things in kind of every game when you lose, yeah. and that's that's when I get mad at like sports radio. Like that's when I was getting mad at the Pat Shermer stuff in 2019. It's like you guys are just mad we're losing, and you're and you're finding every little thing to pick on him for instead of the finding the actual things that are wrong. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know where I I started. No, well here I'll 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 bring it back with Jones and and Garrett. Um. Jones's average time to throw was 2.79 seconds. His average last year was 2.76 seconds. That's above average. He had time, and he was manipulating the pocket well. So, I mean, it's kind of crazy that the two biggest concerns that most Giants fans, and even just, I'm talking just regular casual-level Giants fans, that, you know, maybe didn't have the critique of Jason Garrett, most casual-level Giants fans said that Daniel Jones and the offensive line are the two biggest concerns. They are the least of our problems to start this season outside of a Daniel Jones fumble last week. So, that's kind of crazy. His intended air yards was 10.8, almost 11 yards. That's really high. His average yards to the sticks was 0.5, which means that on average, he was throwing a half a yard ahead of the sticks. We love that. We love to see that. Obviously, when you produce some explosive plays here and there, the, you know, the Darius Slayton almost 50-yard touchdown, it may skew that number a little bit, but you it, you have to count it, right? And on average, this is what really impresses me the most, the fact that he had almost a 70% completion rate and he was throwing at the tight windows on 30% of his passing attempts. He had, a, he had an aggressiveness percentage, according to the next-gen stats, of 28.1%. That's insane. That's insane. Dude was good. This was when the Giants drafted him. This was the Daniel Jones I fell in love with. This was him. You know? And, and this was 
when you saw the rookie year, you saw the flashes, and you're like, he's got to clean up some other stuff. And this was that game. This was him showing that stuff, using his legs, and cleaning up the bad stuff. That was that was this game from Daniel Jones, man. And yep. it feels I feel so bad that it just goes wasted. It goes wasted, you know. And Slayton has that big touchdown. And I read the ad because I want to talk about Kenny Galladay. All right, let's 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 read the ad. Um, look, no one's perfect. Um, not even a lot of, a lot of yeah, people on the ahead. Giants are a lot of people on the Giants aren't perfect tonight. Um, even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three putt with the tournament on the line. Um, even Joe Judge, who we who we love with all of our hearts, even he's going to call a run on first and second down. Even though the Giants had a total of one rushing yard on all first down attempts tonight. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom, which I, I got to tell you what, if I had a pretty lady in my room right now and I was uh, asked to perform tonight. Um, I don't know if I would. I'm a little. I'm a little. Uh, These are the types of nights where she performs for you. Where it's <laughs> like I'm just gonna lay back and and you perform. I'm gonna you and you and the Roman are gonna perform. Guess what? It's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, like it would be bothering me, there's options. Go to getroman.com/slash/johnboy right now. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and the privacy of your home. U.S. licensed healthcare professional. They'll work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate. It ships to you free with two-day shipping. Whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Go to getroman.com slash johnboy. Complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. I hate leaving my home. However, this weekend, I think I need to get out. I need to get out of this house. I, I need to I need to get away from my computer looking at no, not looking at some I'm stats going to the for a beach little bit. This weekend. Yeah, go go to the beach. Uh, complete an online visit today, connect with the doctor, and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash johnboy now to get fifteen dollars off your first month. There's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Get Roman.com slash John Boy. Get started now. Saved $15 off your first month of treatment. Thank you, Roman. All right. So, Kenny Galladay, three catches for 38 yards. Just targeted eight times. He had a big time drop on that RPO, which would have got them down to like the eight, but there he's, they scored after that. They have the one throw that Jones throws like perfectly on the money, and the, the, the defender's grabbing at it, but we kind of like. Kenny, you kind of you got to play through that. That's why we paid for you. Yep. What do you think about Kenny yelling at Daniel Jones on the sideline? I don't. I don't think anything of it. Um, I want uh, to, but it's it's I, I, yelling on the sideline happens. You know, so it's yep. like it's it'll it'll that clip will be shared like crazy, and you know they'll be like, oh, but that happens. You know, families fight. You know, me and you, me and you, uh, will oh, yeah. have have screamed at each other to the death at times, and it's and it works like it it fights. So I'm not overreacting to that, but I, part of me also is like, hey man, like he outperformed you today, so like maybe you should l- chill out on the yelling a little bit. Yeah, you know? I mean, fr- frankly, I like a little bit of motion. You know, j- judge even after the game. You know, I one of the beat reporters asked a good question about. You know, do do you get upset after these heart wrenching losses? And he was like, you know, you, you you can't be too high, you can't be too low. You gotta like stay in the middle. And it's all about the process and evaluating. And it's like, well, Joe, it's also about winning football games. It's not just about a process. Um, so, you know, it, what what do you what do you what do you say? Like, what, what do you like? Do you want Joe Judge reacting that way, where you're just medium level and you're even cool, or do you? Or I would rather my seventeen million dollar wide receiver showing a little bit of emotion that he's not involved enough and you know that he's frustrated i i don't know and frankly i in a way i don't care yeah that, that, that happens as long as it doesn't bleed into anything else yeah. you know like and there and and with anything it you know with the new york giants it, you get the odell comparisons 
and and people and this is my issue is like you know there's certain things with Odell that did that got attention that he that really didn't deserve attention but there was also things that Odell did that did deserve a ton of attention I don't think yelling on like like Odell throwing his helmet at the sideline and proposing to the kicking that thing I, you know that's fine you know like be, you could be mad you know you you yell at each other you figure stuff out but it was like don't sabotage your team but anyway I'm not I'm not trying to talk about Odell basically what I'm saying is like it's you, I'm fine with them yelling. It's it, you know, it's there's gonna be jokes made about it, but as long as it doesn't become more than that, like yeah. here, here's what I would worry about a lot more than that. Far as locker room wise, I'm very interested to see what Pepper's snap count is. He needs to be playing more snaps, you know. Yeah, like he's on a contract year. Like he is going to be resentful if him on a contract year they're reducing his snaps, you know. So that that's why I'd be worried about. It. But yeah, I mean, can it, but can but that's what my kind of reaction to it was like. Golly, why are you yelling? Like, did, like Jones outplayed you, outperformed you today. He gave you a couple opportunities that you screwed that you dro- you had a drop and another play you didn't make a play on it. You can argue about you know a guy grabbing your arm, but like you know they they do drills for that. Um, and you know you are supposed to be that guy. Yeah. Um, speaking of locker room issues, Danny King just sent us a nice text message from a Zach Rosenblatt tweet. Kadarius Tony posted this to his Instagram story. I will read what that caption is in a second. He was visibly upset at one point on the sideline in the second half, speaking with Joe Judge. Nothing at a Galladay Jones level, but clearly wasn't happy. And the caption reads that Kadarius Tony posted on his Instagram story, I don't be mad shit. Oh, hold on. There should be a comma after mad. I don't be mad. Shit just be lame to me for real. So Hold on. Let me go. pull it up so I can see what it says. What it he might have already deleted it, but it's a post from Slime Quotes that was posted in December fourteenth. I don't be mad. Shit, just be lame to me. Let's not overreact to that. Yeah, they. It's, he, he, they lost. You know, I'm not going to be happy. But there was. <laughs> I, I, I'm interested to see what happened with Tony. I, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's Tony's not involved. Like he's he's played two games for the Giants as a first round pick and has negative two yards. Yep. And two targets, and those two were very, like were manufactured targets, not him being a part. And he was out there tonight. You know, I don't know how much, but he was a part of the like he was part of the offense for at least the first half. People were asking, "Is he out there?" I'm like, "Yeah, he's out there." And he was like lining up as a regular wide receiver. Um, you know, there were times where it didn't look like he necessarily knew where he was going and what was happening. Um, I found it to be curious too that this is again this is just nitpicking. I um, found it to be curious too that Daniel Jones half the time had to tell Nate Solder what to do, and you know, and it's crazy how Washington's how much... defensive ends are so stupid. Why would they not bull rush Nate Solder? They try to beat him around the corner every time. They're so dumb. You know, and, and how how much of a disaster that offensive line could have been tonight, especially with Nick Gates going out. How much of a disaster that could have been with protections and not getting calls. It seemed like Jones did a really good job of administering those calls. For out of all the things that could go wrong this year, and again, this just goes back to the initial point that we had to start off the show. All the crap that could go wrong this year with this team, most notably the line, Jones, we're, that's like, that is the least of our worries right now. And that that is the thing that is most frustrating. Like that, The offensive line is the least of our issues. And I also can't stand the whole talking point of, oh, well, the rushing offense isn't, isn't, they're not getting going. 
Daniel Jones had multiple explosive plays tonight and should have had two rushing touchdowns tonight. That's part of the rushing offense. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, what else did I want to hit, uh, hit on? So, you're talking about the offensive line. Lemieux and Gates being out, they have to add someone. Yeah. Right now, uh, right now, they're they're only backup on the interior is Matt Skura. I mean, they they could call up Kenny Wiggins from the practice squad. Kenny Wiggins isn't on the practice squad. He got cut. Oh, bummer. Which I would rather have Chad Slade than Kenny Wiggins. Well, to get Chad Slade back in here, maybe even John Halampio. How about that? John, that that could be a possibility, and I'm saying that with somewhat of an informed opinion. Sources say he may have got a phone call during camp. Anyways, yeah. So let any all right. Let's let's go through it. QB. We talked about QB. It yeah. sucks. You know what sucks is that I'm not talking about how Daniel Jones is five and over versus Washington and rubbing in their face and gloating and saying like, "How about your prime time stats on Daniel Jones now?" Like this should it, it prime time matters. You know, like it leaves a mark on players. It's, it's the reason why Taylor Heineke. Played like a, a decent game versus the Tampa Bay in the wildcard game, and like the whole country loves him because it was on because it was right in front of everyone's eyes. Prime yep. time changes the view of people, and I know people everyone saw jo- Jones tonight, but they don't remember because he lost. Yep, you know, and that sucks. That really sucks. Garrett, again, I, I'm not going to nitpick at Garrett. I, I you know, I think you know, you I, know what's crazy. I thought I they did. I thought to... they changed offensively. They didn't. I was about. Like crazy. I was about to come in here, and have a celebration of I told everyone I told I told you so I said that this offense was going to move the ball more if they had opportunities I said that if you let Daniel Jones be more aggressive on early downs that he is going to do well I said all of these things I I put it on a a pedestal and they blew it and that's honestly I'm, I'm more pissed about that than anything yeah they ruined it for me. How what do you think of Saquon tonight? I He looked a what, lot better than last week. He he did. He had the explosive play, but you know, when when can I mean what? Let's let's select. There was check one it. play. Remember the one play where he like gets the hole and then he like tur- like he literally turns to the side? I was so pissed off at Ben Bredesen and or Billy Price and Will Hernandez. They're just sitting there. They're just standing there, like waiting for Saquon to be tackled. It's like you guys could have blocked someone. He might have been able to like spring that for a play or something. Not counting the forty-one yard gain, Saquon Barkley had twelve attempts for sixteen yards. So I mean, what when are when is it okay to have a conversation? And I understand the run blocking may not be there yet. I fully understand it. When can we have a conversation about him? And it's still too early because he's coming back from the major knee injury. Can we get but, a play-by-play of like what his carries were? Like, like let me let me look at it. I mean, I you I can name I can control F his name on the, on the uh, what do you call it? Like um, just like we got five game book. yards on this one, negative two. I don't know. Let's not talk, let's not do a Saquon thing. No, no, let's, I know. I don't watch film before. It's we talk. not fair. It's not fair to do it yet. Well, let's, but you might has, even just be totally wrong. We'll we'll Tuesday mailbag. We'll watch the film and, and right. see what it looks like. But there has to come a point where. It doesn't matter whose fault it is. It could be the offensive line's fault. It could be Saquon Barkley not being efficient enough. Um, there is Seth Walder did tweet this out tonight that the rushing yards over expected metric that I really like that is an extra metric that is able to calculate you know what what is what can an individual running back do with his own individual performance in terms of the rushing yards that he's expected to get on a given play. Wayne Gallman has been better 
the last couple of years than Saquon Barkley. And this is not to say that Wayne Goldman's a better running back than Saquon Barkley. He's not. But when can we have a conversation? And I'm asking this, just I don't want an answer. When can we have a conversation about Saquon Barkley and associating him with ineffectiveness? Tuesday. To, well, I still think it's too early, but I want to pin it for later in the season and not be afraid to have the conversation. Sports Management Worldwide is the global leader in online sports business education. We teach people how to work on the business side of sports. All of our classes are taught by industry professionals. Your mentors have been in the game you want to work in and done the jobs you want to do. SMWW has had graduates work for all 32 NFL teams, including Patrick Hanscom, who is an area scout for Giant for the Giants. SMWW can train you to be an agent, a scout, work in the front office, work in the film with digital uh, video editing tool XOS Thunder used by all 32 teams. Learn from people like former Tampa Bay GM Mark Dominic, football analytics gurus Aaron Schatz and Mike Tanier of Football Outsiders, football player development from former NFL coach Steve Fairchild. Learn the skills and knowledge you need to know to work in football at all levels and turn your dreams to reality. They may not be able to teach Dexter Lawrence from jumping off sides and, and not ruining my entire night wow. and my entire week. But they can teach you to work in football. You know what? You know what? Also, that that sucks. If he doesn't jump off sides, we're forgetting all the bad things and we're just celebrating. And he jumped off sides. Like I, I was dancing around my house, and then I see a penalty. You know, and he yeah. almost misses the second one. And I, he, my brother, who's was watching with me, he's a Washington football team fan. And every once in a while, he'll play a Washington podcast in front of me, and I swear he does it just to like be like, you know, like I listen to it. He listens. It's JP Finley's. And I remember one time I was just making fun of him. They were talking about Hopkins as a kicker and because he missed some kicks in the preseason about replacing him. They talked about him for like 15 minutes. And I was like, who cares? Well, they were talking about a kicker for 15 minutes. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh. Hopkins has to kick a field goal. He's going to miss. He misses. And Dexter Lawrence totally ruins my freaking night. Apply for free at smww.com and use the discount code GIANTS for $50 off the course of your choice. They offer courses in football, baseball, basketball, soccer, and more. If you have always dreamed of a job working in sports, Sports Manager Worldwide can help you. From sports betting to esports, sports broadcasting. Hey, maybe I should take a course. They have the what you know and the who you know to get into the game you love. That really is an unacceptable penalty. Like, you know, we we kind of say unacceptable kind of gets overused a little bit, you know. But the Dexter Lawrence, like, that's an unacceptable. Like, false yeah. starts, they're unacceptable, but they happen. Jumping off sides on a field goal is unacceptable. And it's not like he was jumping off to try and jump over the line like one of those guys. It's just like he just, like, I, I don't know what his deal was. Yeah. Ball's right in front of you. Can't do it. I mean, I think that I think that goes without saying. So if you're if you're mad at us for you know not talking about it earlier in the show, I mean, it, it goes without. What what's the analysis there? I mean, don't don't do it. Don't Darius Slayton. Don't don't drop the ball. Um, Golden Tate had a tweet. You want to want to want to want to talk about it? I, I looked it up and I just didn't even know what it meant. I don't. I'm having I'm having trouble with it. So maybe he said, everybody... I can literally hear. Joseph Jove at this very moment saying, you win, quotations, you win when you keep from losing. You win when you stop losing. I mean, in, in just simple terms, I think I don't that's know if that it's means. a shot at Joe Judge or a promotion at Joe Judge. It seemed like, looking at his previous tweets, it seems like he was rooting for the rooting for the Giants. Um, but uh, that's, that's certainly a philosophical quote, and I can yeah, certainly hear Joseph he, Judge saying it. That, yeah, that's not an anti-judge. That's a pro-judge tweet. Now that now that you're talking about, you um, win when you a, keep. I just got to snap at two in the morning. So get Roman.com. Nice. Yeah, get Roman. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, let's talk. Let's finish it off. 
my heart breaks for Nick, dude. Like it really does. Um, you know, he broke a you know, fracture, lower leg fracture. I I just feel for him, man. And I I I saw Andrew Thomas waving for them to come, and he was waving urgent. And then I see a sixty-five on the ground, man, and my heart just sunk. Like I don't even remember anything that happened on the rest of that drive because I was just like, I I feel so bad for him, dude. The journey he's been through, and it's not over. You know, you know, Joe Judge said with Saquon, the it's gonna be a hell of a story for twenty-six. It's gonna be a hell of a story for sixty-five. You know, he's a part of this team going forward. He is a captain. You know, like was just so proud of what he's done. You know, and, yeah. and you know we um, you know I tweeted out earlier that like. Nick Gates has started at every position in the NFL besides left tackle, which is what he played at Nebraska. And, and Danny, Danny King replied, and it, and it reminded me of like, hey, like I remember Danny King being like my player to watch for this preseason game is Nick Gates, and then that turning into it. So I feel bad for him. I, I um, I reached out to his brother because you know I wanted to give them space, but I was like, hey man, giving you guys your space, but you know thinking about you guys. And he did say from every uh. Uh, you know, he's a rough night for the family. He was in pretty good spirits. From everything we are hearing, this is a lot better than having a soft t- uh, tissue injury. So, fingers crossed. So, he'll be back. And, um, I mean, if you've counted out Nick Gates at this point, you're stupid. So, don't yeah. don't don't count it out going forward. I like no. my heart. I want to try and do something for him. Is that too much, you know? Well, we, for we'll, the we'll Talking Jones listeners, you know? Maybe make a shirt. Um, I don't know. Um, Maybe we'll get all of our listeners... Okay, here's something. Now this is late in the podcast. Maybe we'll we'll kind of get them all to tweet Nick Gates versus the world at like a certain time. I like that. We can we can maybe do that. So Friday at 7 p.m. Tweet out Nick Gates versus the world, and Schedule. we'll post that in the Patreon and stuff. So like like just remember, and uh, we'll we'll do that. Nick Gates versus the world, and then tag him at the end of it. Because if you if you tag somebody before putting any other text on Twitter, then it like doesn't show up on like your main page. So yeah. Nick Gates versus the world, tag him at the end of the tweet. Seven um, p.m. Friday, Nick Gates versus the world, and then at Nick Gates seventy seven. Yeah, and the crazy you know crazy thing is is that you know he's he's kind of part of part of our team. You know, uh, you know we're talking Giants, and you know it's kind of crazy that. I, I almost think of, you know, any any time that somebody talks about Nick Gates, you know, I, I, I do take a certain amount of pride of like, you know, we're, we're kind of tagged along with it at times too. And, you know, so um, obviously he, he's done the work and he's grinded and, you know, you and Danny noticed that play and just talked about it, you know, and obviously he did the actual work, but, you know, it, it's been really cool to build that reciprocal relationship with him where I think he even recognizes us and, you know, you pointing him in out him out in the O line breakdowns last year, and you know, you know what's frustrating, out, yeah, is frustrating. because I count on Nick the week one O line report because I knew he was going to move the left guard, and I was like, I was like, we're not really going to focus on Nick, you know. <laughs> it's like I was like, because yeah. there's going to be plenty of film to watch of him next week when he's at left guard, and even like, though he was like one of the best linemen out there week one. Yeah, I was like, there's know? just there's just bigger things to like war- like talk about than Nick Gates playing well, you know, like and so. All right, that was emotional. But 7 p.m. Nick Gates versus the world at Nick Gates 77. So schedule it. I want to. I want there to be at least a hundred of that. I mean, we we've the download numbers have been through the roof. So now will everyone have listened to the end of the podcast by then? I don't know, but we'll post it to our Patreon to to do that. Um, so do it do it for Nick. Anything else, man? Got to be better around the board. Um, sorry if you listen to this and is the season over? 
No. Um, no, it's not. Bad division. You know, root root for everybody else to lose in this division this weekend. You know, that that's that's the alternative. Um, obviously the schedule is gets a little tough in the middle stretch. Obviously week three is a little bit of a weaker opponent, but you know, it gets tough a little bit in the middle stretch, but you know, the it's not. It's not over. You, you, you can't say it's over. I mean, it's not. Daniel Jones it, looked very good, and this defense yeah. didn't. That made no plays tonight. Has a lot of playmakers. Yeah. Um. Let's win. Let's let's beat Atlanta. Let's beat yeah. Atlanta and move forward from there. You know, we're talking about you know people turning on Joe Judge and stuff. Well, guess what? You got 15 more games regardless. So let's let's see what it looks like. Let's see, but it has to get better. It can't, it can't, you can't draw this game up to a field goal at the end. There's stuff that has to be different, yep. you know, not just execute, not just executing better. There has to be stuff that's different, man. So, all right, we'll be back because it is um, Thursday Night Football. We'll be back Tuesday with uh, cleaning up this with the film and, and then a mailbag uh, next week. And then, you know, we'll do some YouTube live streams and stuff. So we'll, you, you guys know where to find us. There'll be all types of content. We will. I wanted to quit, but I was like, you know, tomorrow I'll wake up and uh, get back to the grind. We appreciate you guys. We really do. We really do. I appreciate you guys more after the losses than wins, to be honest, because it's like it feels like a family. But we appreciate you guys. We'll see you Tuesday. Enjoy, enjoy a weekend. Enjoy your weekend. You know, we it's a it's a long weekend if you're uh, if you consider the Giants part of not the weekend. Appreciate you guys. See you next time. Until then, let's go big blue. <laughs>